get back to some boring subjects. Understand the risk to our country. Freedom brings people together. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to We Are Libertarians. My name is Chris Spangle. Thank you so much for joining us here on the program. It is a great time to be back with Harry. We we had one day and time where we could get together and have us have an episode, and it's Friday at eight forty p.m. <laughs> but we are here. We have committed to doing this once a month, and so here we are. We're going to talk about the Nashville shooters manifesto. What it says about the media, what it says about conservative media, what it says about law enforcement and leaks, and it's a really rich story that you're not hearing about anywhere else, and that is why independent media like this exists. So please support us on Patreon. I'll tell you more about that right after these words. We run on the value for value model here on the Chris Spangle Show and the We Are Libertarians Podcast Network. That means do you get value out of the show? Do you learn something that helps you sound smarter when talking with your friends? Do you feel a little bit more connected to the world and inspired to do something a little bit differently? Well, then please give some value back. And the best way that you can do that is through our Patreon. You can go to supportcss.com or patreon.com slash libertarians, and you can join our Patreon. Not only do you support the program and the entire We Are Libertarians podcast network by helping pay all of the bills, You're also going to get ad-free shows. You're going to get early releases, sometimes months in advance in terms of episodes that haven't been released in the public feed yet. You'll also be able to get the full archives, the full RSS feed of all the past episodes. And there's even a tier that you can come on the show or you can have your name mentioned every episode like I am about to do right now. Thank you so much to our $100 a month members, especially Vincent Paykel, Matthew Durbin, Jason Doolittle, Christy Avery, and our good friend Ryan Hold. Thank you so much for supporting us, and we appreciate everybody that considers making a contribution today. Warning, this show is for adults, produced by semi-adults, so the language is sometimes strong and offensive. Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh... Welcome to We Are Libertarians, where our goal is to help you sound smarter while talking to your friends. We examine current events from a libertarian perspective while treating modern politics with all of the irreverence it deserves. There has been lie after lie. We toss out the screaming heads, put people before political parties, and give context to the news to make you think. Now, here's our host, a 15-year veteran of politics and media, Chris Spangle. Welcome back to We Are Libertarians. Thanks so much for joining me here on the program. And every month we stream this show on a variety, eight different streaming services, different accounts on YouTube, Facebook. This is the first one we're doing on Rumble. What did you do? (laughs) So I did it. Oopsie. My first Oopsie on the network. It is, yeah. You're not. It's usually me playing something about January 6th getting a strike. We haven't had a strike since. 2021 in the January 6th episode where we played something or like this is all bad and then YouTube said no you think this is good we're striking you I think it was the live stream of the gun that was another one yeah so it's but this time what you were doing a low key wall on the YouTube and got us banned for 30 days yeah. what horrible community guideline did you commit Harry according to the, the YouTube I dis- I messed with the cardinal sin of messing with Alpha Googs or Alphabet Google's monopoly. I talked about a great man, Louis Rossman. He developed a an amazing app allows you to 
for this very reason to follow creators and not platforms. The application is called Gray J, the Gray J app. It's an amazing application. Allows you to basically, if you were following us on the Gray J app, you was like, oh, I've got We Are Libertarians on. So somebody like Alex Jones, for instance, where you have no idea how to find Alex Jones, he's still out there, or Steven Crowder, somebody. Mm-hmm. That kind of gets banned. You can. It helps you follow them. It helps you follow them. Help brings that content into your one solo app. It is a paid app. You have to pay them, but it's more of a paywall on like the WinRAR model. If you get a good use out of it, send them money. If you don't get a use out of it, use it for free. What do they care? But it's open source. If you want to look at the code, look at the code. You want to go fork the code because you want it to be blue and not black. Go ahead, fork the code, turn it blue. You ever forked any black code, Harry? <laughs> couple times in college but (laughs) (laughs) but the cool thing with the the code is yeah so if you followed the chris bangle show on on the gray j app you can find his content no matter where you puts it you can even if you subscribe to him on patreon you can pull your patreon app so basically you you promoted a competitor and they banned us for 30 days not really a competitor, just more of an app to help congregate is more of a browser for creators than uh full-blown like youtube competitor because it's not like it's hosting any videos it's not hosting any videos you're hosting videos somewhere else it's just more of a pulling those videos some uh, to be able to search them doing what google the parent company of youtube is should do through their search engines to be able to search for content like i want to see the chris spangle show it should pull up chris spangle show from these different areas and it really does it it it's prioritized just itself and it can ban you from those platforms when it feels like it and especially what's coming up with the new election this year oh forget it so youtube decided that we were harmful possibly dangerous and gave us a strike which is always the funniest part is definitely the liberty memes guys like Mm -hmm. they're the most banned libertarians yes for sure yes but are we close to second <laughs> for and we're the most centrist to live with all the liberal we're not one of these left libertarians we don't we're not far i'm not cheering the guy that shot the climate protester nope, not at right all. like we're, not at all. we're very normal right yeah we're like midwestern dad libertarians and then we get we have been banned and throttled on every single platform it's yeah. truly ridiculous yeah hey civil disobedience is an amazing thing but the but yeah, the one thing of civil disobedience with people is like they're going to get arrested, and I think it's more they have to understand other people's frustrations. It's granted, like I said, I don't mess like messing with people with cars because road road rage is a thing, and that just shows it. I just I try to mess, I don't mess with people in their cars, especially if they get to work or something. But no, it and then it's a like I said, it's an amazing application. It allows you, and it even pulls from like custom locations. So no matter where I, you I can't are, let you go on about this application. We got to do the show. I love it though. I've even got people in messaging me on discord talking about how great this application is how they're glad they, they're glad they have it i had to walk my mom on how to download this app because <laughs> oh, it's not on the app it's not on the app store you're gonna go to gray j download the apk file load it up on in your android so sorry iphone users it's an android right now okay so we are here talking about manifestos so we just assumed it'd probably be safe uh, you can still comment over on rumble on the chat there if you'd like and We'll, we'll see how it goes. Please subscribe to our channel if you're watching. Go check out We Are Libertarians. Liberty Explained. I don't know how Rumble works, so I have two Liberty Explained channels, two Chris Bangle Show channels, two We Are Libertarians <laughs> channels. And subscribe to all of them, please, because I'm g- going to delete one. If you're new to the show, this is basically where we, we chit-chat. We do some reaction videos. We talk about current events. 
It is a feature of the Chris Spangle Show, which we call on the network The Big Show. At least I call it so I can brag. We've also got Brian Nichols' show, Boss Hog of Liberty, Low Key Wall, which Harry hosts. All kinds of different shows. You can find that at wearelibertarians.com, and you can support us on Patreon. The other reason we're on Rumble is we're going to talk about a subject that is undercovered in the news, if not completely not covered at all in any way, shape, or form. And that is a manifesto that has been released in the Nashville shooting. You may remember there was a Presbyterian church down in Nashville where a former student who identifies as trans walked into a school and killed six people, including three students. And there was a manifesto, and it was not put out, mainly at the request of the parents saying we don't want any more traumatization. We don't want anybody involved in that shooting that was a victim of that shooting to have that those words be associated with them, part of their story, out in the ether. We don't want anybody to be a copycat in any way, shape, or form. And the other thing is that anytime there's an investigation, a police investigation, you, you can submit a FOIA request. Let's say there's, you're in a traffic accident and you want a police report, but there's a criminal investigation by the police. Nobody can go FOIA request that until charges are filed or that case is dropped, the criminal charges are dropped. Because there are pending charges, or not charges, but because there's an open investigation, (laughs) which they usually leave investigations open so they don't have to actually release these documents, so they cannot be released to the media. But those kinds of things are usually not available. And so the police have been saying, we're not going to release this because the families don't want us to. There's no really good reason why anybody should know what's in it. The situation is over. The person that shot everybody is dead. And secondly, it's an open investigation. We don't have to give the media any information. But seven police officers have been fired or charged or what? Suspended. Suspended Um, for leaking the actual manifesto. And that's where we pick up the story. And Harry, you start setting this up. We're going to do some reaction videos to Steven Crowder's release of the documents. First, maybe we ought to have a conversation. Should we do this show? Should we play the part where he reads the manifesto? Should we be part of the problem putting that out there? How do you feel about the information being out there? What is the public's right to know? Let's start with that. All right, so first off, I do want to say congratulations to Steven Crowder and the Mug Club members. The Mug Clubbers, they help pay and support that club to get the going, to get that information. They had a great investigative team that did bring that information to life. At first, I could probably would have went, maybe we shouldn't do this, maybe we shouldn't give more air to this awful shooters harry harry is the one who picks the topics we had a frank conversation he said you have to stop picking the topics or i'm going to shoot myself so different topics let's do some different topics so harry picked this Mm -hmm. and so you were like hey we i didn't plan on playing and i said why not play the manifesto but then i was preparing there's a lot of argument about whether that should be out there or not how do you feel about it yeah at first i was like maybe we shouldn't play this and we should do this because yes we've been we've been on this awful ride since columbine on the, the idea of copyright yeah. uh, uh, copycats but then again i've watched the lamestream old legacy media that's all they did most of this week was decry steven crowder and then just still use the content so the use content put ads on it golden yeah. ads made money off it talked about this things why can't we talk about a given thing like why do 
And it's also important because if we do feel like this is over with, this is done, I think it's good to also get the information out. There's a lot of different things that are in this that I feel are important because of, I think, uh, just like the Crowder team talked about, you get in the DeLorean and you go back to this time, there was a lot of things going on that set this up. The main reason that this thing was so edgy, so hot, and it was it was just on everyone's mind. It was right before Pride Month. A lot of things were different going with the trans movement at the time. It was that whole leaked the idea of the sort of the trans day of uh, visibility. That mm-hmm. was that meme of we're going to do a trans day of rage. That okay. was right around that time. I don't know if you guys remember I don't this. remember it, so what's the point of the rage? It was mostly because everyone believed that it was a whole narrative that they've been building up also that trans people are under attack. They're going to get genocided. We're going to, we're just going to round them up, round everybody up. Not, that's not going to happen. None of this is just hyperbolic. And people just using these people to get clicks, get rage made off it. But like someone did create this idea because... They do have this the celebration of Trans Day of Visibility. So you just so trans people are just visible. So everyone understands that there's trans people around you, whether you know it or not. They're walking around you. A lot of them are passing that you don't. Which passing just more of a they seem cis, but you don't know. Right. So it's just more of just being visible that day. So you, it allows people to stop camouflaging. Sort of the it. Harvey Milk. If you've ever seen the movie Milk, mm-hmm. if you're gay, call someone, tell them you're gay. So now all of a sudden they start to see. We've talked about this on the show in the past. Tell people you're libertarian so they won't think that libertarians are weird. Correct. Yeah. That's oh, a, wait. Maybe don't do that. Yeah. That's the thing with like low key is like the idea of uh, me sitting there with Reinhold talking about movies and contact and culture. So everyone goes, wait a minute. These guys aren't so bad. Reinhold's not this bad guy. He just an old man that like sci-fi <laughs> <laughs> and thank you to jackie zombie for becoming a monthly supporter we do appreciate that and thank you to jason doolittle by the way we are in the doolittle studios yeah i think i am all for visibility and representation yeah. but the meme was like the of rage, rage go right. around and just be rageful and do something and lot now granted most of the trans community was like hey trying to tamper that down but a lot of people was hampering this, this seems to be the we're seeing it with the palestinian protests We've seen it all along. In the theme of the oppressor versus the oppressed, the oppressor is just to take whatever is given to them in terms of the rage, and the oppressed get to do whatever they want without consequence to the oppressors. Nobody's adjudicating who is the oppressor and who is the oppressed. Mm -hmm. It's just you have declared yourself a force of destruction, and so therefore I'm going to decolonize and make you so uncomfortable that you either change your beliefs, change your ways, stop doing what you're doing, leave the area and so I can take control, right? Like it's a very old world way of thinking about how to deal with your problems and quite a, an anti-American, anti-human, Liberal anti-liberal, mm-hmm. anti-decent position. Right. Um so I heard this. There's, if you're interested uh, in, in hearing different perspectives on the Israeli conflict, there's a podcast called Call Me Back by Dan Senor, S-E-N-O-R. And he had an episode that's basically about anti-Semitism. It's in the last week, um, somewhere around November 8th, 9th, talking about anti-Semitism. And this guy was basically saying uh, something along these lines of, and I think Douglas Murray has talked about this with the Palestinian protests, the job of the oppressed is to commit these acts of rage 
or Hamas is justified in doing what they're doing, so Israelis will leave. And he talked about it in the in terms of two different types of anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. There's the hateful anti-Semitism of the Nazis, where it's, we hate you, we're just being honest about it, You're, we're going to kill you, and we're going to exterminate your ethnicity and, and race of people, essentially. And then there is the more paternalistic, old-school form of anti-Semitism, which is, we're going to give you the opportunity to change. And we're going to abuse you until you do that, right? Karl Marx's father in Prussia in the 1800s was a lawyer, and he was a proud Jew. But to continue to practice law, he had to convert to Lutheranism. Mm -hmm. I think it was Lutheranism, to continue to practice law. So in Europe, if you wanted to exist in society, you you had to convert. You had to change. Mm -hmm. And so what he was saying is that there's this mentality on the left amongst the hardest core activists that they have to commit these acts of rage to get people to feel so uncomfortable that they stop what they're doing, that they convert basically to secular progressivism. Uh, and, and his point was like, that's why you see a lot of the Jews protesting against Israel mm-hmm. is they're saying, we're with you, please don't hurt us. Mm. Right now, I don't know how I feel about all of that. I don't know that I have fully processed that, but I do think that when you pay attention to what's happening on the left in the activist wings, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about just your average friendly neighborhood Correct. Democrat, yeah. right? Yeah. But the people who are on the streets constantly protest. I mean, just how many videos did you see the videos after October 7th where it's liberal activists? Uh, it was a white woman. Who, mm-hmm. from America saying, what did you think decolonization looked like? If that's what decolonization looks like, I'm not for tearing babies out of wombs, lighting children on fire next to their parents while they're being raped by Hamas. Right. Like, I'm not for decolonization if that's what we're going with. Correct. Right, yeah. Um, so, that, so when you say day of rage, it just that just clicks with me in, in all these different things where it's like, you better support the current thing or else. Looking back at that, yeah, I can see how you drew the line there. Yeah, Yeah, because before that day, before October 7th, yeah, you you couldn't put that point. But yes, now putting these in context, I can see what you're saying. Like you want to tear down pictures of kidnapped children. Right. For what you just, you're so visibly angry at seeing a picture of a kidnapped child that you can't go, that's really terrible what happened to that kid, but it's also really terrible what Israel's doing. Like Mm -hmm. the cognitive distance can't live, so you have to tear that down. Like it's just, I I don't get a lot of what's going on in terms of left-leaning activists. But have I completely like misunderstood what this day trans of rage just because that's stuck in my head? No, I think what you're hitting on a lot of the thing that why people wanted this thing talked about it or brought about because they had these fears, especially now after October 7th, especially now that's why everyone's so interested in this because mm-hmm. of the words that are in this, because you haven't listened to the words yet. Uh, right. Yeah, I've, and, I've not, I had read three articles five minutes ago before we started this. And the words in it would probably, if if it was, I don't want to ruin a lot of it, but if you set up two groups, it probably does sound like someone from that different, the 
a quote unquote oppressed group going against their oppressor. And right. it's that language is all through that manifesto. At least of the ones that we have been released, the Nashville like said Nashville hasn't released a full one. They did finally come out and say it, it these these screenshots are correct. But and they they also claim other things, but they have released. All we have is what Steven Crowder decided to choose. And they try to say he selectively choose it. Poss- yes. Of course, he selectively. Of course, he did. Of course, he did. I guarantee, without watching this, Harry, because I think I don't, I don't particularly care for Stephen Crowder. I don't mm-hmm. watch him. I watch a lot of Stephen Crowder. I, I've I'll never bet. watched. I, I watch a lot of Crowder. All right, um, but he's going to select the points. Let me guess that prove that he was right all along. <laughs> Am I right? I don't know if he says the ones that proved him right all along. I think it more of a just gives him more of the sense of urgency why he wanted to release. Also, the I think he's found the most incendiary stuff. So they'd be if they try to discredit any of it, they'll be forced to release more to gotcha. try to tell him he's wrong. Okay. You would say, if I'm putting words in your mouth, you tell me if I'm right or wrong, that it is there is a material benefit to society to having this manifesto out there because it proves that the philosophy that is running through a big chunk of society right now is leading people to commit violence. Is that a fair way to sum it up? Like how I think it's also fair to have out there because there's this huge also narrative that mass shooters or shooters in general are white male conservatives right. that are angry at society or something like that. And they go off and do something. And this is completely different to showing that anytime these things could break the mold. It's not that I know everyone's trying to find a root cause for these things. And I see since it does concentrate a lot more on white male, possibly on SRIs and doing things like this. And they focus on that. Oh, when the one shooter was going after the black churches, right. like, see white people killing black people. This is, and they try to yeah, harper the, the, on that. The this incidents like on. Buffalo, where it's counter to the narrative, never really seem to get the same level Correct. of coverage. Or maybe Buffalo is not the right one that I'm thinking of. Buffalo was a legitimate white supremacist going in and shooting black people Correct, yeah. in the market. Yeah, I'm thinking of the maybe it was Wisconsin where the guy drove the truck. Yes, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. Where that, you never really heard about that again. You just heard that there was an incident of violence, but you'd never heard motivation. Correct, yeah. The coverage of this all is about guns. Yeah. And if it fits the narrative of right-wing extremists and guns, it Mm -hmm. gets a lot of coverage. And if it's not, it gets no coverage. Correct, yeah. Even if you looked at the Wikipedia on this one, they even talk about one of the guns. It's an AR-15-style pistol. (laughs) Oh, but you just said he he used a (laughs) Caltech. Right. So... Is it Ignorant it's- people like me about guns don't know any better. True. Uh, so, True. so yeah, I, I would say in the work that we've done on this and in the way that we've covered this over the years going back, this show's 12 years old, but you and I were talking about this stuff in 2017, 2018, pretty in depth. Mm-hmm. Fans always go further. That's yeah. just a core principle. As a mm-hmm. broadcaster, I must be really responsible in how we program this show, mm-hmm. how we talk about things, how I post things. Because the people who consider you an influential voice will take whatever you say, not be as careful, and take things further. Yes. So you have to be careful. That's the, that is the first and foremost main reason I hate Donald Trump, is he is completely derelict and irresponsible in how he, how he uses his words because he wants to control people to do things that are grotesque on his behalf, right? Mm-hmm. Because he understands fans go further, right? 
So in these ideologies, people grab onto these ideologies and they want to be significant in those communities and they want to do things that make them stand out or to make them feel proud within these communities because they're so isolated, disconnected, maybe schizophrenic, mm-hmm. definitely some sort of mental illness situation, right? Like there, there's possibly yeah. There hasn't break. been there's some psychotic break, mm-hmm. some suicidal. Mm-hmm. Like the guy that just shot himself that was on the large in Maine. Yep. Clearly a veteran mm-hmm. who had PTSD issues, mm-hmm. who had tried to reach out for help, had been monitored by the police, which is the other thing we always see in these cases. Local police are monitoring them. The FBI dropped the ball somewhere. Uh, but they don't commit... Just, uh, there's this percentage that no longer just commit suicide they now kill people and then commit suicide and that's the tragedy of it but there is a mental health component to it Mm -hmm. i don't understand why ssris get blamed i'm on an ssri i'm not killing anybody i'm well balanced Correct. Yeah, and I think what's the deal with that? Yeah, and I want to give also get a shout out to like the Tim Pool podcast. Tim Cast. They talked about this too. Is like gun owners you need to understand. Just like people on SSRIs, there's millions of people on SSRIs, and they're not doing things like this. Just like there's millions of gun owners, and they're not doing things like this. If you think people can just blanket you like all gun owners are this, and you're doing the exact same thing with SSRIs, it's you're just doing you're doing your side a disservice. It's right. yeah. It's yeah, just like it. there's people who are living normal functioning life that have never hurt someone that are that it that that is has schizophrenia and but they're living complete normal lives. You probably don't even know it because they've got they are fortunate to get it treated correctly or for them. But and I don't want to throw any of those people like that under the bus. They are they have a disease and it is being treated. Yeah, and I also think we should also be vigilant against the government marking anybody that's getting a prescription to something like that as someone who shouldn't be allowed to buy a gun. Correct. So you may not want to contribute to that narrative. So do we want to hop into the video now and get started on that? I'll take that as a yes. Uh, This is a podcast. You should say yes or no. Yeah, we jump in the video. So we'll put the uh, links to to the videos in here and... Uh, this one is LWC exclusive Nashville trans school shooter manifesto leaked. I don't know why we got to put the trans in there, but I guess that's yeah. It's Crowder's. It, it's thing. conservative media. No, say no more. <laughs> yes, we, we've got to find an enemy to beat up. Yeah, conservative media loves that red meat like that. It'd be exact same thing if it was like communist shooter lo- loved fiat currency. But this is the thing that I don't get. Okay, the, and I hear this from conservatives all the time. If you genuinely think all trans people are mentally ill, then why do you constantly use them as punching bags to make them feel worse, right? Like, why is the Daily Wire's content 50% at this point? The only time I ever see any kind of trans content from anyone, even the trans friends that I have... It's always just from the Daily Wire conservative media. And coming after them because they know it gives them, for some reason, gives them clicks and gives them views. At one point in time, before a lot of this stuff, like I said, like the modern trans activists have ruined a lot of different things that you even had Ben Shapiro using she, her pronouns with Blair White was doing it correctly. I think the first person, like you saw in conservative media, that didn't treat Blair like a woman was Candace Owen. And I will never forgive Candace Owen for that Dave Rubin report. Granted, it was the worst Dave Rubin report ever. Or it could be the Nicole Arbor stuff, or Mm -hmm. it could be the David Crowder stuff. Mainly just, I think she's a horrible person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Evidence is in. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I am not a huge, I'm not a fan of Daily Wire content. I can't watch it. I can't. People are like, how can you watch Crowder? Like, "Ah, it's. 
Is he funny? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my Some voice is <clears throat> the new Beatles record came out. Mm. That's a good. It's dry in here. It's dry in here. It's hot in here. And I've been singing to the new Beatles album all day. And my voice is shot. Yeah. And it's 9 p.m. We haven't done this in oh, yeah, 2019, like, I mean, 2018 yeah. since yeah. we've done a night show. Yeah. My, the wife came to the studio and I was like, hey, you turn everything off. I was like, oh, I forgot to do that. I'm like, you, you know we're going to be there. You're going to set it up for us. Ah, you guys would be fine. It's not that bad in here. <laughs> okay. All right. So let me. Oh, we've got this pulled up. I'm, I'm a bad producer. All right. So let's play the Steven Crowder clip. That you really should have had this. I understand that many of you don't want this. You don't want copycats, but we have them from other shootings. Yeah. We have them from Christchurch. We have, when it's white supremacy. The difference is white supremacy isn't taught in schools. Big part of the inspiration here with this shooting is taught as a matter of curriculum. Let's go to some of the pressure that's been um, applied here federally. You have the U.S. attorney Alexander W. Resser said, because of these ongoing investigations, the FBI determined that disclosure of the requested documents could reasonably be expected to interfere with enforcement proceedings and withheld all responsive records under the Freedom of Information Act. There are a bunch of people who don't want this manifesto being released. There are... All right, Harry. First of all, this this is where he either knows and doesn't care or he's ignorant. (laughs) Okay, and that's the the problem with most talk radio guys is they've actually never gone and talked to a prosecutor, or they've never gone and talked to a defense attorney, or they never talked to a local politician. Mm-hmm. They're just making things up because mm-hmm. it sounds good. Either they know they're making it up because they're propagandist or they're not, right? Uh, you, They're not going to set the precedent of releasing information when they probably legally can't. Because there's probably some state statue, like uh, uh, he's talking to about a Fed guy here, right? But right. like, it's pretty universal that you don't release any kind of information until the investigation's closed. Because even though this shooter is dead, mm-hmm. there's still an investigation as they're trying to piece back all the different motives, and maybe there's somebody that helped, and maybe there's charges that could be filed against somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Now, they do abuse it. They do keep it open too long, so they never have to have anything released. They wait till the press has stopped asking about it and then go, oh, that case is closed some Friday Mm -hmm. in 2037. And then people can, historians can go back and look at it when they're interested. But he's, oh, they don't want this out. They don't want this out there, Harry. They're trying to hide something. They're trying to cover it up. Meanwhile, they probably legally can't. I don't know Tennessee law. I I know in Indiana you can't. Yeah, And then... Well, they're trying to cover this up. Well, this is just, they're not going to break precedent for Steven Crowder. Correct. They don't want to release it out. And then the other thing of which we were talking about, like before this video was like a lot of the other manifestos are the, the shooter releases them online before they go on, especially like the one that was in New Zealand. It was that yeah. troll job. He wanted it out there. A lot of them want it out there. It's they, usually on Facebook live. Correct. Yeah. They, yeah. They, yeah. They play Facebook. They put it on their Tumblr or something like that. They put, it's why Hamas went through and October 7th took a teenager's phone, like multiple instances. They would take the teenager's phone live streaming on Facebook and show them killing the family. Mm-hmm. So it was undeniable that it was them and what was going on, right? right. It's meant as a statement. Mm-hmm. So the world can see the horror and it's it's just pure evil. There there's I don't there's no logical explanation for any of that. Correct. But that's also the same time we also had the camera footage of the police doing this raid. I we have got several I can pull up the camera footage of the police going into the school and shooting the scumbag down. Your point being the police 
released the video when it made them look good. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. They were the opposite of Uvalde. We were like watching the video going, all right, yeah, kill, yeah, kill yeah. him. Yeah, they do have a show like, hey, we need to wait the hall. We, we weren't Uvalde. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's like the particulars of it. It's like why I'm a bad talk radio show host. It's if you know the particulars, you should be honest about the particulars. And if you don't, maybe you should try to learn it, yeah. which is why he does three hours a day and I don't because you can just. You'd spend your life researching. Three hours a day and uh, has a club of uh, mug mug lovers. Lots of mug lovers. Lots yeah. of mugs. All right. Groups, uh, teachers, some of the parents involved, right. not all of them saying that they are in uncharted waters. This is not something that should be released. There's a bunch of, I don't think we need to list necessarily no, their reasons. But you better have one heck of a good reason for saying that. We think that this would interfere with the enforcement. There is no investigation. We There's know no investigation. They're trying to get to maybe the bottom. Did they have somebody helping them with some other... You better have a good explanation, and I hope that people are not so distracted that when this explanation comes out and it's not good because based on what we've seen, there is no explanation for why you would delay putting this stuff out there other than one, and we called it. We'll get to that in yeah. a minute. I have a really you strong guess. Hold their feet to the fire. The reason they want to hold us back. Keep in mind that at this point in time, the "Don't Say Gay" was being was being right. espoused everywhere. Everyone was saying, "Oh, the Don't Say Gay" bill," and oh, they're trying to put pressure on teachers. When you see this manifesto. You will see inspiration directly from what is taught in our schools as part of the curriculum from the progressive left. People would read this manifesto and have to ask themselves, a lot of people don't know. A lot of boomers, don't, wait, what's white privilege? Why is this person so mad about Every school we know is teaching young children that there are, that's why. It would raise some, as part of the curriculum from the progressive left. Go ahead, Harry. All right. So as they're getting in more into it, like, so that you're like, why? So they're trying to set up and like, to me, it really feels like they're trying to put like this air of like, we, we had to do this because this is possibly being taught in schools. Fear. Right. Be afraid. Um, which, you know, I, I can get it because of what, because I've read the content. I can see what they're saying and what's inside it, which we'll get to that here shortly. Meanwhile, the shooter went to a PCA church. Okay. Mm-hmm. I go to a PCA church. I had uh, several of my pastors knew the pastors there, including the one that was killed. It was a very emotional service at our church the weekend after this because of that. Very dark because of the evil that had taken place there. The PCA is Presbyterian. It is the more conservative denomination. Mm -hmm. PCUSA, it ordains women and gay pastors. PCA does not. Mm -hmm. The reason you would send your kids to a PCA school in Tennessee Mm is is that you don't want any of that stuff taught at the school. The shooter went to this school. Mm -hmm. The shooter was mad that she was taught the opposite of it. So just the logic there doesn't really hold water. And secondly, I would say they don't want this out there because it they there's a lot of they here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is another thing that eventually I've been working on two years, this episode on Protocols of the Elders of Zion, because it's the original conspiracy theory. Yeah. There's always a they at work, right? Who's they, though? And the reason I am so wildly different from so many other libertarian podcasters now mm-hmm. is that I still understand like reality, which is everything is bottom-up. People are influenced by culture. They are influenced by economics. They still have the freedom of will and can make different choices. And things are influenced much more bottom-up and politics is a lagging indicator versus the psychology of they control the schools, they are pumping this into TikTok, they are turning our kids trans or gay or liberal or whatever. Mm -hmm. There's no 
doubt that school and social media catechizes every single person that uses them or goes to them, mm-hmm. right? You are constantly being asked to repeat back, and but that doesn't, but it's like this blanket, every kid is being catechized into this one ideology when that is not how it works if you go to a school. Correct, yeah. So it's just too neat and tidy of a package to match reality. Yeah which is much broader and much messier and much more complex. Yeah, 100%. It's if you're going Israel bad, Palestine good, you're a moron. Like, you don't understand it. And I know that's very controversial to say because you can't both sides this. I'm not both sidesing it. I'm saying you're an idiot if you only think that there's one side to this. Right. right? Yeah. Like, you are just watching TikTok, watching videos from one group, one mindset, mm-hmm. right? But... There's a million other videos you could go watch. You could listen to all these other podcasts, and people do. They actually are curious. <laughs> so I just find like the populist rights view of people to be very paternalistic in some ways, and that they only think this way. They're all stupid. They only chase after the lowest common denominator. They're all watching the same things. They're all being controlled by this one cabal of people who happen to be Jews, if you talk to them long enough. And so I just don't... Yeah. I don't buy that that whole argument that this confirms that the shooter in this instance was catechized by the left. Yeah. Considering this person went to a PCA school. Yeah. Yeah. Because if teachers could control your your kids and get them to they would make you <laughs> They turn, wouldn't be quitting in droves. <laughs> they wouldn't quit in droves. They would turn their homework in on time, okay? And they would pay attention. They wouldn't there'd be no need for detention or suspensions. Kids would just do yeah. what the teachers tell them to do. And I'm sure for every teacher that is listening to this is probably I wish they did what I told them Dude, to do. Dude, we totally live in a, a secular center left society now. It is different than the world that you and I grew up in, mm-hmm. which was Still secular, but more center-right. Correct, yeah. I, I don't really buy the argument that America was ever like a... Like, at least in the 20th century, our grandparents didn't grow up in a pure Christian culture. There, there's no mm-hmm. doubt that things have changed. But there's no doubt that these cultural influences of, like, you need to pick the right thing, and that's the culture. Mm-hmm. The current thing is the right thing, and if mm-hmm. you don't buy into it, then you're going to feel pressure, and that pressure to do the right thing, it makes a lot of people rebel. It makes a lot of people want to do the opposite. And I totally am the same way. <laughs> I look at things and go, oh, okay, you're for that, then I'm on the opposite side. Yeah, I've, I've got, obviously right. I have to do the opposite. Or find out the gray in between there. Where's the crack? <laughs> right. Yeah. But I, I think more people are questioning, more people are curious, more people are confused mm-hmm. than they are catechized by one side or the other. I just buy this idea that everybody is under the sway of propaganda one way or the other is not how it is when I talk to people or washing their hands of both sides going, I'm not for either of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, it, I don't know. It, it, the other thing is with it, with when, it, when, especially with the school thing, I, cause like being in getting my uh, Gunther into first grade, like my kid is with a bunch. I do the mix of public school, even though I really still want to be able to homeschool my kid. Yeah. But also I understand like the daunting task that is, but uh, it doesn't have to be Harry. But that's another show where it could be a lot easier. It's I've living with a, a teacher who was raised in homeschooling. I liked public school. She never went to public school, but she worked in public school, worked in private school. 
Oh, the daunting like, task isn't educating she, my daughter. That's it, not the daunting task is a, the daunting task is making her socialize. I yeah. really feel that, especially during the summer months when I a was a guy educa- wearing cat ears. I would think that'd be the case. <laughs> Forcing her to go off and go meet people and talk with people has been the most, it's the hardest thing about school. And, you know, do I say, do I think she would socialize outside of that? Yo, yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not talking about that. I'm not saying I'm sending her to school to go socialize. It's just I spend a lot of the time out of school when she's not in school, forcing her to socialize with her friends. Loose art now, anyways. Should I keep playing? Yeah, we got to get to, what is it, 22? Left. People would read this manifesto and have to ask themselves, a lot of people. Don't know. A lot of boomers... Wait, what's white privilege? Why is this person so mad about... Every school we know is teaching young children that there are... That's why. It would raise some questions that affect everybody. Not someone in a neo-Nazi gang trying to emulate Ed Furlong in American History X. Let me go to April 28th, 2023, because we have seven minutes here on this timer, and when that happens, we are going to be reading the... I I do agree with that, but I don't know that's an argument in reality. The choice is your kids are being taught American History X by white supremacists or they're being taught white privilege. I don't think that's the... At the same time. <laughs> that's a talk radio reality. That's not human reality. The manifesto in its entirety. The National Police Association filed a suit themselves to obtain the manifesto and uh, by the, also, I believe, the Nashville Police Department's communications. Yeah. Now, they speculated that the Nashville Police Department was hiding material due to and they, they cited this is in, this is in the actual filing. suit, the yep. filing, political pressure. Let me read this for you. It says, the FOIA also requested all records, including emails, texts, and other communications to and from the MNPD mentioning or regarding the writings of Audrey Hale re- recovered by the MNPD. Because it is possible MNPD has been subjected to political pressure to keep all or part of the writings secret. So to protect what? The, the trans narrative which for which we were removed saying right. this person is doing it in the name of transgenderism which by the way is idolatry you've just turned yourself into an idol at that point to protect people pushing the narrative of gun control to protect the media who and by the way this administration who has told you that the greatest threat this nation faces is white supremacy you know what an antonym is closest thing to the idea of white supremacy would be white privilege as far as being taught as a philosophy we have an antonym. We have antonyms in here for all of the narratives that have been out there being pushed. Let's compare this, by the way. It so I actually do agree with him on the stuff that he just said in that why would this want to be suppressed? Mm-hmm. Time and time again, the press does not want to talk about anything that embarrasses them mm-hmm. or their side. Right. The mainstream media, anyways, mm-hmm. right? It's the same with... So one reason I will listen to Ben Shapiro if I'm curious about a conservative side is because he will actually say, why did we just kick Kevin McCarthy out? What are we doing? Like, there's <clears throat> like the MAGA right or the new right generally doesn't actually go, hey, maybe we're the baddies. They're, it's always the left that are the baddies, right? Whereas Ben Shapiro will actually go, hey, we're being the baddies. Yeah. It's okay. The Republicans are just now, they, they realize they've got a speaker who really doesn't want to impeach um, Biden, just like the other speaker they did. You know, did. Oh, yeah. That's going to be another episode in three weeks. Stay tuned. Okay. But my, my point is, did you see the guy? The video of the guy, he's a left-leaning person walking up to somebody at a polling place on Tuesday and screaming his head off. No. Okay. This, let me see if I can find it. Sorry, I've been looking at happy Japanese news all week. Why? Because I needed something happy. Why? (laughs) 
It was nice looking at the NHK. I was like, oh, this is nice news. This is great. Look at all this good stuff that's happening in the world. And then you, your chat room. I don't look at happy news. I live in the sadness <laughs> all the time. Uh, dang, let me see if I can find this. I don't know that I can get to it. What was the... I see... Yeah. But the other thing was like, yeah, but I can understand it because a lot of the kids are probably hearing about white privilege and they're being talked in school. I haven't really personally, I haven't seen any curriculum that actually said, hey, we're going to talk about white privilege in public school, high school, K-12 education. I do see that kids talk about it online, especially on TikToks and stuff like that, and want to bring it up at school. So it probably does come up in conversations, possibly in like the social studies class, stuff like that. Is that possibly happening? Yeah, because it came into my classroom. Sorry. Okay, I don't know what that was. (laughs) (laughs) The new Genesis. (laughs) Yeah, of course all this stuff comes up. Come on, we're not naive. There are teachers who, because the right exists, feel it's their duty to make sure that their knuckle-dragging parents are canceled out. Like, Yeah. I, I, I hate that too. The right. simple fact that because they is that aspect of if you're not like a lefty or like the parents have to, the parents are equally bad, or and they're not giving the opportunity to be bad. It's I was always hated that. It was like the parents might not like their kid being trans. Like, did you give them the opportunity? Do you yeah. even know this? Yeah. So Matthew Hurt chairs the Arlington GOP. An unidentified man walked up to him and talked to him like this. People try to there's. Bad words in here, so I'm just going to give you a, a trigger warning here. Okay. A child warning if you got your kids in the car. Yeah, we're all Russell. Skip, skip, skip ahead a couple minutes. You might have been, might as well have been walking up to my head on the way to the polling station, putting your gun to my head, trying to tell me not to vote. You expect me not to take that personally? Okay, so what he's saying is the guy walked up and Matthew Hurt, the Arlington GOP chairman, mm-hmm. handed him a piece of literature mm-hmm. outside of a polling place which every voter in the history of the world has had that happen to them mm-hmm. and this is how this guy reacts you try to overthrow elections with violence and then you're out here among decent people thanks for what coming do you have out to there. say that huh what and what's on your what's on your your what are your policy prescriptions <laughs> have a nice day you rapist rights yeah involving is... yourself in people's families and their Bedrooms. It's pretty wild. Animal. You try to steal my vote next year. I'm gonna <laughs> remember you personally. This? I'm gonna remember you personally. I'm taking a picture. Oh yeah, good. Go take a picture. Good, good. Please, please take a picture. Is that all right? Yeah, you Permission? can. Yeah, it's a one-party bird, state. Bird. Yeah, one-party state. You want one-party countries? Oh, he doesn't hey, know what that how means. Are he does He's just angry. So a debate. Republican sample ballot. Debate brain. It, a Republican sample ballot gets that sort of reaction. Debate brain. Do you know how many rules you have to deal with going when you go to volunteer or help out at the polling place? It, it's it, insane. Yeah, People but, don't know. If you've never actually volunteered at the polls, you need to. Yeah. My point is that guy has dehumanized Republicans to a point. That he's willing to take the personal risk to walk up to one of the people that he thinks is evil and shout those things at him. Yeah. Because he's just, he's setting his, progressives have, especially white progressives, mainly white progressives, have this urge, this puritanical urge to give little mini sermons Mm -hmm. 
if you are posting something like I posted, this person apologized, but it's a great example of it. I posted a picture, a cartoon, the mom sitting on the couch, turning around, looking at the front door where the two kids are running towards the dad to greet them, and the caption says, there's no better feeling in the world, and the person had to lead a little sermon. That's great for you, but there are some people who can't have kids, and they may not feel happy about this. And I said, I don't care, because this is, why do you have to take the joy out of someone else's post by giving a a puritanical sermon on what is right or wrong, considering especially our fertility journey, where my wife had five miscarriages, Mm -hmm. I understand what it's like to live and sit Mm -hmm. for a full year Right, not many years or never. Right, we have a beautiful, healthy son, mm-hmm. but the devastation that we felt, I can certainly empathize with that. So oh, yeah. I'm not going to post something that intentionally punches people in the face. <laughs> but there is no better feeling than walking in and having your little girl run up to you or my little girl run up to me. Like, mm-hmm. it's- a- and having a family is good. Mm-hmm. A traditional family is a good thing. And I'm sorry you were offended by that. Leave your sermons at the door. I don't give a crap. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it's this guy, he, he just feels like he has to give his little mini sermon and put this person down because he's morally superior. And so he it acts out his moral superiority by being aggressive and foul-mouthed and mm-hmm. awful and demeaning and dehumanizing. And I have to ask, at what point, dude, are you actually the good guy? When are you the baddies? We right. just got to remember. Remember that debate when Trump was talking about not accepting the and before twenty fifteen the twenty sixteen election. Trump mm-hmm. talking about how will he accept the 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 votes, the vote results, and said, "I don't know." Find out how they come out, yeah. and then remember we had to deal with two to three years of the Democratic Party talking about how they were stolen and everything like that. Yeah, and sat there and watched the NPR. You can sit back it's and the Georgia Gov State. Yeah, the, yeah, Abrams. watch. Yeah, watching NPR talk about how the election machines in Atlanta aren't very secure. We need to secure them up up until the 2020 election. And then it's, nope, no, these election machines are fine now. Secure. Yeah. It's really hard to steal elections. You can go back to listen to our 2020 episodes. But yeah. Anyways, we're, we'll so, keep going here on Stephen Don't want to get into that. <laughs> that get that bunker war. It's 9 p.m. We can't get on all the tangents. Yes, we're sure. 50 minutes in. We've got like multiple we got, Yeah, we've got the crowd reading out the... <laughs> yeah. It doesn't exist in a vacuum, and all the references are available. We do this every single show for those who are new and tuning in. You'll see a link in the description, lightwithcredit.com. You have a bibliography for every single show. Yeah. We have the manifestos for Christchurch within 24 hours, Buffalo within 24 hours, Jacksonville 24 hours. Now, all of them expressed, and Christchurch might have been trolling, white supremacist themes. Ah. You see the difference there? Within 24 hours, we had that information. Christchurch going after Muslims, a protected group. The other two going after the black community, which is definitely a narrative that they want to go after. And those were definitely hate crimes if you are going to have a hate crime. Absolutely. These guys were white supremacists going after them. But the one time, not just the one time, the, the latest time that people are being killed for being white. But it's for our safety. Right. It's for our own safety because somebody might copycat. And that also so tells you. Condescending. Oh, they won't copycat to kill yeah. black people or Muslims, though. I, I, when, when did Brian Callen become a conservative? Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's Pro- the funniest thing is the comedy world's gone Republican, and it's really funny to me. Right, right. Copycat, that tells away. you that they, they don't believe that's a safety issue. Not. They understand that, that a so, such a small percentage of people, not just in the United States, 
across the globe, the idea of actual white supremacists, that they can release the manifesto because no one's actually going to be inspired to go out and shoot people in the name of white supremacy. What we're going to be seeing today, what we're going to be going through today, the manifesto from this Nashville terrorist shooter, it's not a stretch to say that half of students in public schools could be influenced to think this way. Maybe not go out and carry out shootings, but no one in public schools is being influenced or by the media to go out and become a white supremacist. The idea that you could be influenced by teachers to believe that white people are inherently evil, that white privilege is something that is in need of correction, that's not a stretch. They don't believe that white supremacy, when I say they, who do I? The media entertainment industrial complex, to be clear. I mean, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, the White House, FBI, DOJ, most of the online content that you see, certainly all of big tech. That, have I been That's a big day. clear in identifying them for you? That's why YouTube removes a stream that we have on the program right. that was as fa- more factual than other uh, coverage at that moment in time. Yeah. All right. So, so at what point do we go, okay, that's a cabal? Mm-hmm. Or maybe, like, I think it's crazy we got banned for 30 days for a competitor. The other instances where we got banned, I, in context, mm-hmm. don't agree with it. Right. But if you just have AI doing your banning, mm-hmm. then, of course, you're just going to be in the meat grinder, right? Correct. Like the gun, the live gun one, yeah. it is because of those past shooters that you want to make shut that down. Right. We because don't want- if they're live streaming Christchurch, we mm-hmm. want this off. Yeah, we want, want it Can't off take, right would rather the We Are Libertarians podcast have some pain than have a shooting on our platform. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. After that one shooter, yeah. Completely understand why they don't do it. But I also understand the other side is because a lot of kids, when they, a lot of them don't understand or fear guns or they don't understand like the, our culture of guns. I understand that because you know, they're just not seen. Not- oh, okay. So I want to parse out and ask you like, where's the line between group think? Because I definitely don't disagree with him that all of the different alphabets and industries and everybody that he just lumped millions of individuals together and made them one human being that he can yell at. There's definitely groupthink there. Correct. There's definitely a current thing. If you are not getting vaccinated, you're a bad person and deserve to be fired, and we don't care what happens to you. That's Mm -hmm. the most disturbing thing, I think, up until probably now, which is... Really, anti-Semitism is okay because yeah. it doesn't okay. really matter what what happens to Jews and their children because of what they're doing in Gaza. Correct. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's multiple. There's dozens of anti-Semitic incidents in different places around the world every single day. And you go, what does the children's school in Canada or Brooklyn? Why does the Hebrew club at Cornell have to meet in secret? What do those individuals have to do with the bombings in Gaza? Right. That's dehumanization. That's collectivizing a group of people and turning against them, mm-hmm. which... A minority you know, group, yep. So I guess I always struggle with what's the line, right? Because you can't argue that there is a majority way of thinking mm-hmm. and that you and I are in the minority about mm-hmm. a lot of things, mm-hmm. right? And so, but you're also collectivizing a lot of people. Right, yeah. When it comes down to it, I think a lot of it is that 
because of a lot of the activism that was done against right or wrong against Rush Limbaugh and destroying a lot of gutting out the middle of the country's ability to have media and then posting all the media and keeping all a lot of those things on the coast. You get people just hang out with people just like the podcasting cabal here in Indianapolis that you're part of um, a lot of the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You guys all hang out with each other at your special podcast clubs and you, you know, (laughs) power, very powerful, you know, but it's, but it's the exact same thing. It's just like the, no, you guys are in a cabal. I'm not saying that they're not in a cabal, but it's more of a, they, you guys, birds of a feather run together, hang out together. So CNN and Fox news, they're both in the freaking same city. They hang out with each other. They go to the same tea party, the the martini clubs and nightclubs. They're all hanging out and talking to each other because like, if you're in this business, who else can you talk to? Other people in the business, you understand what you're going through. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I I guess, I guess the, the approach that I would take that would be different and do take is let's counter the ideas. You, it, it's hard because so it's some people don't have ideas like Donald Trump doesn't have really ideas. Donald Trump has a style. No. So there's really it's really impossible to counter Donald Trump without addressing the way he approaches things. Yeah. Because he doesn't really come out and say, like, I can go. I think it's bad to shoot drug dealers without due process. Yeah. Uh, I don't want the death penalty for drug dealers. I can counter those proposals. But that's so limited in terms of like I'm criticizing Crowder's thought process here mm-hmm. and the like where he's deriving his ideas. Mm-hmm. I'm not throwing them out completely, but I'm also not going, this guy's just a piece of trash. Nobody should listen to him. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I don't think he's a piece of trash that no one should listen because when it comes to his big of uh, like sources, the, they're spot on. His conclusions, his jump to conclusions, I don't like too much. But most of his sources on where he's finding facts, amazing. Is he in my top 10 of like places to find good sources? Yeah, he's on my top 10. He's not in my top three. Sorry, that's got to be in the Chris Bangle show. Um, Thank you, buddy. Um, Aiden Paladin. And, mm. uh, <clears throat> no, Alex Jones, like 75% yeah, is 50% promotion. 25% is totally insane. And 25% is maybe I ought to Google that. Let's yeah, see what he's I, talking yeah, about. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, find out what, what right. he's talking about like that. And the exact same way with this. It finds some great things out, but I really want to look at it myself. <laughs> All right, so let's actually listen to the manifesto, and we'll, we'll not interrupt. We'll just play it straight through here, unless we just really can't take it. Here we go. Ooh. The ominous music on it. Isn't that great? That's good production there. Yeah, his the Mug Club undercover. We are you. We are near you. We yeah. are part of you. There is a promo for this, so you might want to skip ahead a little bit for this. Uh, okay. Yeah. Because... Think there? Slightly a little before that. Because, which, like I said, the Mud Club does, it does give them a huge lump of cash to be able to produce a show and help pay for this type of investigation. Look at our video. That's why we we don't have enough patrons. That's why this is a somebody in the comments says, wasn't it's not us, it's the algorithm that Twitter used for years until that was found out that it wasn't true. Look, somebody's got to program the algorithm. Correct. There's no doubt that the people that were in charge of Twitter mm-hmm. were absolutely like biased against Republicans. Like it's, yeah. that's not, that was not some huge scoop that Matt Taibbi had. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't, like, yeah. Remember when Glenn Beck, remember on Facebook, you log into Facebook and they were like the stories and there were never any conservative stories. It was always just all liberal stories. Mm-hmm. And Glenn Beck, like 2014, 2015 went and met with Mark Zuckerberg to address this with him. Mm-hmm. That's everybody's already known 
Correct. We yeah. know where these people stand and what they believe and how they yeah. operate. It was out for years talking about when Facebook would just remind, was it Facebook that would just remind liberals and Democrats that, hey, today's voting day, but not conservatives? Yeah. Half of this freaking show for the last decade has been mm-hmm. articulating free speech principles because all that should be allowed. Yeah. You know why you have, nobody listened to us, Harry, back in 2013 when we were doing this show. When you suppress things, and we'll talk about this with the manifesto. When you suppress things, mm-hmm. the fact check system for Alex Jones in 2012 mm-hmm. was, hey, bro, this is your best bud. Why did you post an Alex Jones thing? That's kind of crazy, bro. Why are you listening to him? What do you think about this? And then you'd have a conversation amongst trusted friends. And that was the way you fact checked right. Alex Jones. Yeah, And then you banned Alex Jones. <laughs> From all these different platforms, and now the Republican Party believes in everything Alex Jones says. Correct, yeah. So you see the metastasization of these think the, the way that people think, you know, because things need checked. Mm-hmm. Daylight is the best disinfectant. And so, so yeah, no, um, you have to understand like, there is a philosophy here, mm-hmm. and they are influential. Mm-hmm. I think we have wildly overstated the influential nature of the four or five social media companies. Yeah. I think what is powerful is the reinforcement that we see from our friends. Mm -hmm. It is what I just said where, Oh, you're not getting the vaccine. What's wrong with you? Like that, yeah. that, or we are getting it, and right. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the Facebook's over censoring ship, yeah. forcing you to get in your silo. So even if you're on Facebook talking to these other friends, but you don't feel comfortable to share it in your open feed, you only share it in your small. Yeah, group. if you're a doctor, you should want Robert Malone to be out there because he's your best mm-hmm. weapon against misinformation. Because Robert Malone should be on Joe Rogan, because then you can then go take that and do a reaction video to clip it out and then have that public conversation. <laughs> That's the best way to cure misinformation. Yeah. But The uh, you know. Young Turks were talking about this, too. Young yeah. Turks, one of the OG um, alternate media people out there. They're left wing. Yes, yes, they're left wing. OG's at it. But they talked about that, too, that the left, for some reason, not wanting to go on a lot of different places. Like, Joe Rogan's right wing. Like, well, because only right wingers go on there. Is he really right wing or just only right wingers go on there? Only th- because no one who's left is allowed to go on it correct yeah all those stars that joe rogan used to have are not allowed to go on it because of the peer pressure you may not get work if you go on joe rogan now yeah Yeah. right so spotify and this is all changing this is all changing spotify was a huge first mover in giving the finger to all of those people and saying i don't care what you think we're keeping joe rogan and i'm not gonna like he can do what he wants right that's what you need we're seeing the young turks Bill Maher, yep. all these people go like I don't believe Jimmy Dore is like uh, left. Yeah. Dave Rubin leftist turned free speech av- like maybe Jimmy okay. Dore, maybe Dore. No, he's getting a but definitely not Rubin. Yeah, but a guy like Bill Maher who's in Hollywood that goes, hey, this is completely BS, right? <laughs> you're you're starting to see all that begin to change because again, what we talked about at the top, which is. If this is what decolonization looks like, if this is what controlling speech looks like, if this is how we're going to operate as a society, I don't want part of it. Yep. Central principle of this program is that the center always swings back. It always checks the extremes, mm-hmm. and that's where we're getting. All right, let's jump into the manifesto and listen to a reading of it. Manifesto. Dark Abyss. Death Day. March 27th, 2023. Today is the day, yes. The day has finally come. I can't believe it's here. 
Don't know how I was able to get this far, but here I am. I'm a little nervous, but excited too. Been excited for these past two weeks. There were several times I could have been caught, especially back in the summer of 2021. None of that matters now. I'm almost an hour plus seven minutes away. Can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm ready. I hope my victims aren't. My only fear is if anything goes wrong, I'll do my best to prevent any of the sort. God, let me... God, let my wrath take over my anxiety. It might be 10 minutes tops. It might be three to seven. It's gonna go quick. I hope I have a high death count. Ready to die. Ha, signed, Aiden. That's just disturbing and awful and evil. And invoking God, that's New Testament demons. Jesus, we know who you are. Let us go into the pigs and die. Like that's... Age, Audrey. Kill those kids, three exclamation points, those crackers going to private fancy schools with those fancy khakis and sports backpacks with their M-daddy's Mustangs and convertibles. Fuck you little shits. I wish to shoot you weak ass dicks with your mop yellow hair. Want to kill all you little crackers again. Bunch of little faggots with your white privileges. Fuck you faggots. Then we have the schedule, death day, 6.30, desired. It's covered by a sticky note, 7 a.m., get dressed, 7.05 to 8.55. It says, with stuffed animals plus possessions, 9 a.m., eat breakfast at home. The home is encircled in a heart shape, 9.30, pack up special belongings and backpack, test knife core breaker, leave for royal range, gear up plus setup, guns and trunk, final videotape, leave for covenant school. The schedule isn't necessarily something I need to go through in detail, but we will provide it for you. I wanted to read it. Was that the end of it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those are the, all all the that's pages. mental. You did notice, like, when he says second page, that the dates are different, right? That second page happened first because it was dated different? No, I didn't notice the that. The first, no. second page was dated 2 3, which is February, and the day of the shooting, March. Oh. When he read that. Assuming that the dates are right, this person was meditating on that for a long time. Correct. Yeah. Over a year because. A year. Yeah. Aiden talked about the, the shooter. Sorry, I didn't mean to use the name. The shooter used the. Talked about how I almost got caught in the 20s. I almost got caught. Let me try this again. And then, like, methodically kept thinking about this, having these dark thoughts. So maybe the open. Like I said, so you're correct. There could be an open investigation. So when was the ball dropped? Who knew about Who this? almost caught them correct you know, who didn't see these things pop up who didn't see was there anything in the line that sh- the j- massive chain of events that led to this thing i'm gonna be honest i didn't like get the vibe that this was motivated that wasn't overwhelming that wasn't like a man of okay unabomber was like a well thought out book with mm-hmm. all these predictions that are going through. There's all these things, <laughs> like there was logic to it. There was no logic to that. It was emotional screed on a page. Mm-hmm. It was anger at people. It was almost like psyching themselves up to go and do a really evil act. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like that's some sort of slam dunk that the white privilege talk in schools motivated the shooter. That to me, like, I never buy it when it's white supremacist. Like, there's no doubt, like the Charleston shooter yes. was mo- the Christchurch killer. The Christchurch, they were motivated yes. by mm-hmm. white supremacy. Buffalo, they were yeah, motivated yeah, by yeah. racism, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
but the remember the Texas shooter where the Air Force didn't report to the FBI the mental <laughs> capacity of the person that went in and shot up a church mm-hmm. that wasn't racially motivated. But they tried the media tried to like force that mm-hmm. narrative, but it didn't work because it was just very clear this person was mentally ill. Correct. Yeah, this person clearly is mentally ill. This is bonkers. This is like mm-hmm. Parkland or Aurora. This is not. I'm stewing on TikTok in. It, it, I, I don't know. I just yeah. it's not a, a smoking gun here. If that's your point, they talked about the mop colored hair, the khakis. The, I get the rich it. School, right. you, see, see, rich, but no, but it's like he's making the same argument that people on the right have argued all along. It's this is a mental health issue, and mm-hmm. you're trying to make it a political issue. You're trying to make it a Trump issue. Stop doing that. But now, like. The conservatives are going to do the same thing. Like it's, I don't know. That's the weird thing. It's yes, we're just going to do the thing that we've been arguing you shouldn't do, mm-hmm. and that's acceptable. And we're all just going to go with that. Yeah, correct. This is a mental health thing. This is clearly someone who needed mental health um, and needed to deal with this thing. What and whatever was going on in this person's life, this was missed. Things were missed. And they clearly weren't thinking straight. We could we easily read read this thing and understand that too. We can observe that this person was upset at the people that were going to that church because they did believe that they were because like it, clear, it says that these people are rich, driving their Mustangs. Yeah, just, clearly familiarity with the people. There, there's somebody in that person's past yeah. that they're going. I hate this. No, I don't think Brad Patterson's is watching this, but. Yeah. Brad Patterson in third grade said to Chris Spangle, no, you can't play soccer. And so little Chris Spangle sat down and cried and for the rest of his life never felt popular again. Well, you, you, you and then in fifth grade, I beat Brad Patterson. Brad Pat- in fourth grade, I said, I'm in love with you, Jamie Mooney. And she said, I'm dating Brad Patterson. And then in fifth grade, Chris Spangle beat Brad Patterson and Jamie Mooney for fifth grade student council by lying to the to the <laughs> students that I could get them a for years. I, I no ill will towards Brad Patterson, but like that like sticks out in my head, right? Like that mm-hmm. those little wounds that you have when you're in those schools, like mm-hmm. the guy that was mean to you and made mm-hmm. fun of you for this had mm-hmm. wore Probably khakis a- and a dad with a Mustang Dang. and <laughs> like that to me feels much more individualistic than. Right. It seeps in like yeah. a Mustang. And a Mustang's not even like a rich person's car. That's <laughs> Not since the 5.0 1993 has Mustang been a good car. I'm sorry. The Mustang's a good car? <laughs> Shut up. We're not going to argue. One of, a, one of the comments here... Uh, I don't even know when the Mustang was a good guy. So one of the commenters, Atropes84, if I had to pick a motivator out of that, it seems there was more of them having wealth versus white. Yeah, even they invoke white privilege, but you're right, it is a little bit more like the oppressor-oppressed thing. Marxism always falls into two camps. It's either mm-hmm. racial or classism. Correct, yeah. So I, I could buy that. And um, you really, like, from that build-up of Crowder, you expected something like that in the manner. I was, like, that totally was thinking, like, wow, this is going to be... Now, granted, this is what this has been released this week. Crowder could have more. There could be more coming out. He could have. He could drop on Monday, going. I've got four more pages for you. Put it in your pie holes. Spangle. Yeah, you're only getting one episode, bro. <laughs> so, Atropaz says, doesn't that schedule imply there's a video manifesto? Which, if you look up at the 1120 final mm-hmm. videotape, right? Yeah, so maybe there's some videos somewhere, right? That um, no one has seen heads or tails of. 
Okay, so let's hop over to the other video, the media uproar. Yeah. Um, let me pull this up here. So this one is, so after this thing they did, so after that video, they talked about uh, the manifesto. They go onto their, they jump to the conclusion, Alex Jones style with, tra- with trans stuff and everything else. But they also did a good, like, per, like they tried to do predictions on what the media was going to do for this being released. And predictably, yeah, the media. <laughs> were they basically saying, Senpai, please, no, please notice us? So a lot of the things that did happen, especially like when I remember when I sent this thing to Facebook to you guys. I, yeah. uh, a lot of you were like, what's going on? Even I thought it was a little sus. I was like, I don't know. Crowder said he's got this. I need, I would like for someone to corroborate what he has, but this thing looks legit. It doesn't seem fake at all. There could be misinterpretation or a lack of context. Right. Because if you're just sent a photo of some pages mm-hmm. and you know that your source is impeccable, mm-hmm. you could put it out there and it could be true, mm-hmm. but you may also be missing what do the other seven pages say? Right. You only got two. Right. Or what, how does this piece of evidence fit into the context of the entire case? Mm-hmm. And so that's where it. they didn't want it released because when it does get released, you want it to be put out in all of the context. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really work for people who are on the extremes because context is the enemy. Anger is all that matters, right? <laughs> yeah. But even when I was – so I was trying to like – the national police was – they put out a no comment on it. Basically, they got to someone who probably hadn't seen it, also didn't have the, the ability to talk to the media. And eventually, right. the media, the police did confirm those were correct. The other thing that happened is that they, at the same time, Google and Facebook started to throttle this story because it was broken by a lot of Ritz Crowder. A lot of news right. organizations was put – picking this up reblocking it posing about it trying to get questions about it but even a la hunter biden and how all that was fake right before the 2020 election and oopsie it's all real same thing so google (laughs) when you put this in if you would have on that what is it like tuesday or monday when you put when you put this into google like i had actually go to crowder's site directly i tried to type it into google because i was on my work computer and it came up with the same hey facts are changing quickly can't give you any good source. Here's some other sites to go to besides Louder Than Crowder. Like who broke this story? It wasn't like they reported it from the AP. Yeah. They broke this story. This is the place that has the facts. And they were posting it to everyone else. If you try to share it to Facebook, Facebook found the image on it and just, nope, we're taking this down. This looks, this could be sketch. So we're just going to take this down. Which is why I'm still getting dinged and demonetized and banned for a Hunter Biden photo. It was Hunter Biden holding the up balloons, and it was during the Chinese spy balloon. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I keep keep getting two-day strikes for it or whatever. Yeah. Um, No, that's very reminiscent of the Hunter Biden stuff, where (laughs) the the Washington Post had a lot of it, Mm -hmm. and there were, according to Reinhold, okay, uh, so I'll tell you what, Reinhold usually studies this stuff in depth because he gets into arguments on on the internet, mm-hmm. so he tries to prove what's right or wrong and prove his side right. Mm-hmm. I read Laptop from Hell, mm. okay. most of it. Sorry. Uh, no, it's actually a really good book, and if you don't really understand the Hunter Biden stuff, it's by that New York Post reporter that kind of broke all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it's she goes through the Hunter Biden stuff because I just never really followed much of it because it just didn't seem relevant. And then we got to the part where Joe Biden was giving speeches and then Hunter Biden was coming in. Hunter, Bi- Joe would come in and say, you know, corruption is bad in your country. 
And then Hunter Biden would come in and charge money to clean up corruption. Like it was, it, right. you go, all right, maybe there's some smoke here to the Joe Biden part of this, which is really the material part that mm-hmm. matters. Um, so I wanted to understand it. And I read that book, and Hunter Biden's just a mess. And they mm-hmm. got all the evidence, they got all the text messages. Mm-hmm. But apparently, there's the text messages, and then there's another set of text messages with some things that were added by Russian agents that were being peddled by Rudy Giuliani. And so you have to be careful. Now, this is all from Reinhold. I can't find exactly what he's saying. But you've got to be careful about what piece of the Hunter Biden story you're talking about because some of that stuff was fabricated and then some of it, like the I'm sitting next to the big guy text was actually not true. Mm -hmm. That was a fake text message, which people like parroting that. Mm -hmm. But there are other texts between Joe's brother and all these people. So there's all this like layers to the Joe Biden, right. Hunter Biden stuff that are actually verifiably true mm-hmm. based on a laptop, mm-hmm. hard evidence. Yep. And we are three years away from that story and the media is just now going, okay, it serves our interests to possibly get rid of Joe Biden mm-hmm. if somebody like Gavin Newsom wants to run for president. So let's just like tee this up. Let's just have a few articles here and there that go, maybe there's some truth to this and it ought to be looked at. But mm-hmm. Comer and his commission are terrible and awful and don't read the, the New York Post, right? But then if Joe Biden, let's say Gavin Newsom wants to run for president, all that's going to be totally true. All that's going to be front page news. It's mm-hmm. going to be a huge scandal. The Democrats are going to go for it, right? So, right. so it's there. there is to this stuff, there are control mechanisms, Right? It's not China where you can completely erase the story, but you can say, you know what, until we, the gatekeepers, get a hold of the story mm-hmm. at the news media outlets and the social media companies, who are absolutely working together and in cahoots, mm-hmm. then, and, and, and with, as we've done on the show, with jawboning, uh, informed by the White House as to who and what is a verifiable source... Mm-hmm. You know what? I just talked myself into it. There's a cabal. (laughs) No, it's the Hunter Biden story, I think, is the the best example of how this stuff's going to go. Right. And why it's important to support independent media. Mm -hmm. Because you can't disappear the story. You can't get rid of the story. But now with Rumble, Mm -hmm. people like Crowder. Mm -hmm. People like the Daily Wire. Like, they serve a purpose. Yep. There's stories like this that there's a lot of stuff that Crowder says that I think is grotesque and awful, but... He's got facts. There, there's got some, some facts, facts here, right? Yeah. But I think in, in amplifying it, you and I have tried to be careful and give like context to it and go, mm-hmm. hey, don't just run with this. Right. There may be this and it may be that, and here's the reason for that. And mm-hmm. right. So I think that's where if you're gonna share it and you're gonna amplify this stuff and buy into it, you've got to be really skeptical and pick it apart. Right. Yeah. So okay, you want to get in the next video? Yeah. So the next one, like this is this was a new, this uh, I think we we've got the time code correctly on this one. This is when they gear up to a basically the a national a national news reporter, local national reporter that tried to file the lawsuit to get this video uh, to get the get these get all this stuff, but they got scooped by Crowder. And clearly was bitter. And uh, the Daily Show, uh, yeah, if you remember John Stewart on the Daily Show, where they would just clip people on the right out of context, people on the left. Yeah, Daily Sh- Daily Show skewed with John Stewart skewed everybody. Yeah, Everyone got skewed. That's why people like John. He was he was 
taking everybody out of context. Here we go. And the reason we're doing this is is not just as an is not as an end zone dance. It's so that you can see this happening in real time. See us calling it and see it coming to fruition and know that this is exactly what will happen in your life if you try and speak the truth. That's the issue. Yeah. This may happen in your local school with the teachers union. It may happen in your local police department Podcast. with your police Listen, union. Please, please, please it may happen if you work for a company that's valuing DEI scores. It can happen to any of you. So watch this happen in real time. We can fight for you so that you don't have to every single day. If we're not doing that, we're just stealing your dollar, right? Like the New York Times with a subscription. Another prediction we made, the second one. We said, you know what? Probably what's going to happen, not probably, definitely, we'll get blowback for covering it. They'll attack the messenger. And you'll probably see some blowback as to you shouldn't have covered this because right. you could create copycats, right? That's some of the virtue signaling that you will see. One guess. Okay, but that's a valid concern. Just because somebody pointed out the valid concern that you may be irresponsible. It is a valid concern. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I do want to say like when they did that, they did zoom out and show that great photo, that big photo of uh, Andrew Breitbart. Because remember, Crowder studied under Breitbart. Yeah, just one. I'm just saying, these guys get blowback because they're not always responsible about things, or they're giving half the truth, or they're giving Very quickly. They, they don't have the for the full context. And I'm not saying that's bad because obviously we do that too. Everybody does it. If you, yeah. it's the Hayek's knowledge problem. You cannot, as an individual, understand the full complexity of the world. And so anybody who has the hubris to think that they can is going to fail and is probably not a good person and should not be in charge of anything. Right. You have to allow for other people to come in and go. That's why I love community notes on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because I think that's a great way to handle it. Mm-hmm. Instead of an overwhelmed small team of people setting what is allowable opinion, mm-hmm. now you've got a lot of stuff crowdsourced where even Elon Musk is being sourced. But yeah. people on people like what's the Taylor lady that is atrocious from the Washington Post? L- Taylor uh, Lorenz. Taylor Lorenz, yeah, Taylor right. Lorenz. Yeah, that awful. She's just every conceivable idea that she has is bad, right? Yeah. This is not good because I might get fact-checked. Right, yeah. <laughs> but you look at the fact-checkers this week about the debate, and Ron DeSantis says something, and then the fact-checkers go, this was mostly false. It's He actually did the thing, but it was one minor tweak, so therefore he was lying, and then the community notes will be like, this fact-check is BS. Yeah. And everybody who reads it knows that he was telling the truth. You're just nitpicking, mm-hmm. and you're you're a fool, right? Mm-hmm. That's the point of open conversation and debate is to have these tits for tats to go through things and discover and be open minded that you may be wrong and have these conversations. Right. So like uh, there is a posture if you are an independent media person that you must take. It's how I grew our Patreon to roughly double what it is right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> And it is, we're fighting for you, we're doing the big thing, we're doing this, we're blah, blah, blah. You've got to make an enemy of somebody, we're all in this together, and you, it's it's why they get called, I don't like the term grifters, because everybody I don't like is a grifter, right? It's stupid. Mm -hmm. David Crowder is presenting information. Stephen Crowder. Stephen Crowder. David Crowder is the Christian boxing. Dave Rubin is a grifter, though. I would argue that Dave (laughs) Group, yes, probably. I don't know that he actually believes anything. I do think that Steven Crowder 
does actually believe things, and I would never want to be married to him because I've seen how he treats his wife. We've seen a segment of his life, not the full uh, out of context. This is like a couple of pages out of some sort of manifesto. Okay, all right. I'm just saying it, it tracks. But yeah, like I, I, I think going, well, they're going to say I'm being irresponsible because I might actually be irresponsible. All right, and, all right okay. Uh, this is this with Greg up. <laughs> the spin cycle, of, of course, course, has been massive. And this is only after it was under. Keep in mind, over seven months, dead silence. Nothing. You knew nothing. You had your suspicions, but you heard nothing. Then this went to the number one trend. Millions of people saw it. They had to respond. Did they respond with saying this isn't true? No. They responded by trying to spin it, saying this hurts people. Mm. By the way, I don't know if you know this, words are violence. Mm. Silence is violence. I, used, I remember when violence was violence, mm. but now violence isn't violence if it's perpetrated against the right people. The Nashville media, the local media, and it's always cute because some of these people think they actually <laughs> are journalists. <laughs> they had meltdowns over the coverage. You can bring up this collage there, Matt. You have a WSM4 Nashville. WSM4 Nashville. SMV4. Says talk show host criticized for releasing Covenant School Shooters writings. Our job is nonprofit calls for boycott after leak of Covenant School Shooters writings. Who cares? It's amazing to me. I just wonder if the New York Times or one of these mainstream legacy media outlets got a hold of that manifesto and they released it, which I think they would have. And then I would have liked to have seen that blowback. Yeah. It'd be very interesting if there was any blowback at all. Z- zero blowback. Everything Crowder just said is totally true. Zero blowback. <laughs> what we've talked about on the show forever, right? They don't want to deal with the facts. They just don't want you to hear it. So they right. go after him. Mm-hmm. And this can't be true because this guy who... We've conditioned you to not like by... Remember the New York Times when they did a cover where they put... It was like 2018, and they put a cover of the web of the right and how mm-hmm. bad they were, and like Ben Shapiro was on there next to Alex Jones and Milo Yiannopoulos. And like, at the time, you're like, Ben Shapiro is not Milo Yiannopoulos and Gavin McInnes. Like, right, yeah. Tim Pool on there, too. You're like just lumping all these people in together, and you're just like, uh, okay. Like, yeah. you've been conditioned to not listen to these people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's for very good reasons, and then other times it's just because it's inconvenient for them to control the narrative Mm -hmm. in this particular case. He's exactly right. It's the Steele dossier. I remember you can go back and listen to our episodes, and I don't think you can listen to the 2017 episodes. You'd have to become a patron at the $10 level to get the old episodes, Mm -hmm. but you can do that, and you can go and listen to those old episodes where the Steele dossier comes out, and we go, this doesn't make any sense. This is BS. Right. There, and BuzzFeed said, uh, Ben Smith goes, if everybody in Washington is talking about it, we should put this out. Because mm-hmm. if this is material, and I know what Reinhold spouts on this show, but it's not true. The Steele dossier is what got most of the chattering class in the Washington, D.C. elites thinking that he was somehow a Russian spy. He can say after the fact, oh, it was the Carter Page investigation. Maybe that was the case that the FBI built into. But John McCain was passing that bad boy around saying Hillary Clinton paid for this. And so it must be good. It's He's a Russian agent, blah, blah, blah. It was very obvious that nobody wanted that out there, even though everybody in D.C. knew that was the truth. And then... Uh, anyways, I'm, I'm getting tired. I'm starting to ramble. But no, when BuzzFeed put that out, it wasn't legit. Mm-hmm. But then when they've printed all this other misinformation that they never retract mm-hmm. about Trump, 
about the Russian spying stuff. Mm-hmm. There's no consequence for that. It's an oopsie. Yeah, <laughs> they put ad revenue on the lie. Right, the lie gets around, gets a clickbait. You're clicking on the lie, and then the retraction to the lie. Then also putting ads on that, so they're making money off of that. So, like anyone talk about like, being irresponsible, hey, you've been very completely irresponsible with the old Trump Russia collusion aspect the entire right. time, making money both ways. Yeah. No, I, I think journalists are necessary. They serve their place. I trust the New York Times more than I trust Stephen Crowder because they have resources and it's an institution. With systems set up to not print misinformation. He's got his dad. What? He's got his dad working there. <laughs> right. Steve Crowder has his dad working there, right? I know. I just, I don't trust him as the main news source. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm an idiot with a microphone, too. <laughs> and I recognize another idiot with a microphone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I believe in journalism. I think it's incredibly important. Most of the things that Steven Crowder talks about are based on things that journalists wrote, right? right? The backbone of what we do is based on journalism. It's just sometimes they get it wrong, and they definitely have a skewed point of view. Mm -hmm. Um, But Brian Callen's exactly right. New York Times puts this out. There's no blowback. Everybody prints it without questioning it. This next guy who I spoke with from uh, WSM4's, uh, I I guess he's their chief investigative Mm. reporter. (laughs) Is that, is that his title? Yes. I want to make yeah. sure I don't get it you wrong, know, Chief because I can't tell by the eyeball test. Chief investigative reporter. Chief investigative Thanks. reporter. Yeah. Who honed the chief. Meaning he never leaves the office. Yes. Uh, his name is Jeremy Finley. And look, we're actually uploading the, the entire interview to X right now. You can bring it's this up, up as an overlay. It is up on X. We will get it up on Rumble on our channels. Can you bring it up just there as an overlay so people can see? Go and follow me on Twitter. The full interview in its full context, there boom, it it's there. Because I want you to see what happens when you sit down. And I knew that this was going to be an interview where this guy had a little bit of an axe to grind because this outlet, I believe, had tried to sue to get the manifesto. Yeah, they, they were part of it. They least. tried to, and they didn't. No. So then they were upset that somebody else did. And by the way, the fact that no one reached out to you locally means they don't trust you. Exactly, yeah. So I want you to see how they cut the interview. And then we will show you some clips here. But uh, again, full transparency, I want you to go and watch the full interview also because it's funny. (laughs) Here's how WSM4, Nashville's most trusted news. I have no idea if they are. They might be second most trusted news, but I'm sure they're trusted to some degree. Did you want me to pause? Yeah, when you pause it. Yeah, I don't like having no pause control sucks. (laughs) All right. Are we done with that video? We can't because yeah, they're just going to go into the interview, which you should watch the full thing on Crowder's X page, Twitter page. Are we, are yeah, we, are it's we, Twitter. Forget <laughs> it. I'm not buying into that. It's Twitter. Or on Rumble. Um, go on the Rumble page like that and watch the video and watch how they cut this up. So just understand. You're not you, using pronouns. Then why are you calling it tw- X? Stop. Listen. You're going you're gonna to run around, David, Stephen Crowder, and say, I'm not using pronouns, but then you're going to call it X? <laughs> no, it's Twitter. It's, it's Twitter. It's X. It's X. You're going to sit there and respect Twitter? Twitter doesn't deserve the respect another human being deserves, but to treat human beings badly, but X? Okay. Anyways, on, on X, watch the. So you just understand like, how a lot of the media likes to treat people outside of their club? 
or as they view is not journalism. I remember like even in the beginning days of doing this, like when I didn't really want to call myself like a journalist, you're like, hey, don't do that. Always call yourself a journalist. You're a journalist. This yeah, I'm an do. opinion journalist. Yeah. You are too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're opinion journalist. This is what we do. And then, and also, I think a lot of people just are starting to like disrespect like the term like citizen journalist. No, citizen, citizen journalist is someone on the street with a camera. You have a microphone, you sit there and do this all the time. You're a journalist. Just do it. You, you look, anybody that puts work into it, mm-hmm. I put work into this. Mm-hmm. I put work into trying to understand things. Right. You, you too, right? We've built something here. And we've proven ourselves and have built an audience over 13 years. That's different than I'm just going to start up my laptop and repeat what I heard on Joe Rogan and, and Jordan Peterson. And that's like, that's not, that doesn't make you a journalist, right? If you want to be an opinion journalist, you have to read widely, read mm-hmm. deeply, read broadly, so you know, have so some systematization. So yeah. So but like I will say like this the the it it, is, it just goes to show you like what the other media does treat you. I, I we do get treated I think we get treated okay here in local media most of yeah. the, most local media. Well, I work for a uh, huge institution. So that, and I'm also not crazy. Yes, true. We're not crazy. I work hard for, to build my name and my reputation here. You know what I mean? Like when you look at what you can hand off to your kids, mm-hmm. your network is everything. Yeah. Yeah. It, their education okay, but that's not how they're going to get a job. How your mm-hmm. kids get a job is who are their parents' friends? Mm-hmm. Who, what internships can they get? Mm-hmm. And so the more prominent I can make my name by being respectful of other people, by being easy to work with, by being mm-hmm. talented, competent, you know, by being fair, mm-hmm. but also being honest, right? Yeah. Like the mayor is a joke. The mayor should not have won. Every we talked about this last month. Nobody in the media wants to be honest. No, yeah. nobody reported on that story that they should have reported on. 100%. That everybody knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. He'd be fired if he were a CEO if he'd done what he did. Right, and everybody knows, but nobody wants to report on yeah. it. But this city isn't honest about anything of what our the right. mayor of Indianapolis is doing or what's going on in, right. inside Indianapolis. If I, I mean, if I hate it, I say I hate it. If I love it, I say I love it. And so it means something if I say that I like something or not, instead of just one of these people who goes along and, I'm just a cheerleader for everything and everyone all the time. It's like, nobody takes you seriously after a while. Yeah, you just love everything or you hate everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's here to remember, don't let the Republican or any of the other parties in Indiana talk about, oh, we brought you Sunday liquor sales. That was a rogue business, finding a loophole in the law and libertarians backing them up. Yeah. You know. No, here locally, we're respected. I get paid as a podcast consultant because of this and because of my day job, because of the what we've built at We Are Libertarians. Mm-hmm. Everywhere I go, people don't call it the Chris Spangle Show. They all call it We Are Libertarians still. It hasn't been that name for three or four years now. <laughs> That's the depth of the brand that we built mm-hmm. in a four-year period, especially, nice. Nice. that it still lives on. All right, this has been all over the place. You ready to wrap up? <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah, it's 10-16. You know, we're it? oh, an okay. hour and a half into this. And all right. I will wrap up this. So that my main thing, the main thing that I really wanted to bring this up is a lot of the time I come on here and I talk about like encryption, how to send things anonymously, how to talk with people and get things out of these silos, be careful of these things. This story to me kind of shows people – when you say, I have nothing to hide or I don't do any of that. Whether you wanted this manifesto out or not, the people that did want that out 
when they got to see that, they needed the ability to get it out. They need to know how to do it or get in touch with someone that can get this to somebody to put this out. So when I talk about this is how you encrypt, this is how you get on signal, this is how you send things so someone can't see this, you have that operational security so you can do this and stay where you are because you could be that person that sees something bad that's happening and you need to be able to report it to whistleblow or you just next to that person because you never know what's going on out in the world. You never know. You get the screenshot of a manifesto, the label that rubbed off on something that's going into the water supply or the, or just seeing that, let's see, like the mayor of your town is spending like four grand every weekend in Las Vegas, allegedly. That's not with that's not with our mayor. That's, that's not our mayor. That's not our mayor. I'm just, I'm just saying something weird. No, <laughs> it's not the story. Don't, I don't yeah. want people to think yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> It's very vanilla. It's yeah, very it's very, yeah, it's very vanilla. It's nothing cool like yeah, graft yeah. or yeah. embezzlement. Yeah. yeah, but but if you see something like that, you got to be able to get this word out, and that's so. To me, I like I I gravitated to this part of the story. The uh, so it's all those people. I have nothing to hide, or I don't dabble in this world. Like you do, or you don't know. You don't know when you need to be that hero. So the same way that you put a gun in your pocket because you want to protect everyone. Hey, you have to. You probably need to learn how to use PGP encryption, how to get signal, how to communicate incri- uh, carefully online. Because you don't ha- ever know. Have when you, you might considered be minding your business? <laughs> Just shutting the f up. Have you? Cons- I have you thought about that. So many tragedies of the world have been. <laughs> Brought out for people who are okay. just, I'm just following orders or I'm going to keep my head Fair down enough. and keep my mouth shut. Yeah. So Harry's pro snitching. <laughs> Dion was right about you. <laughs> pro whistleblow it. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a problem that it was leaked. I don't really have a problem with Steven Crowder releasing it. I don't know that I would have released it because I don't have the full context. And so I think that's where it falls apart for mm-hmm. me a little bit. I do think you've got to look at this stuff critically because what's his motivation, right? What does he benefit? Obviously he benefits, right? But I I felt like it was a little weak. If I'm reviewing his explosive, like I didn't fully buy, like I was like, oh, this is going to be good because I didn't read it beforehand. I I watched it with you guys. I thought there would be like super hardcore woke stuff. As we expected, and like, sorry to jump in it, but like more like the, and maybe a reason why Google and Facebook jumped into doing yeah. all those. The reason is that Steven Crowder, and they right. don't want to help him. Correct. So that's, totally agree with that. So I do think like you have to look at it and go, what I notice a lot of people, especially in the libertarian world, and I fall for it too, is like the framing of things. It's not the substance that we're picking apart. It's that we things were framed a certain way, and then we receive the information through that lens, mm-hmm. and then that's how we buy it, right? So I think a lot of us go, they were banned, and so therefore I need to listen to them because they're saying something that needs to be said. And really, they're just being irresponsible and awful. <laughs> and they're not worth listening to. They were banned because they're lying about things. So I don't know, like when it comes to independent media, I think it's incredibly important, but I do think you have to take it with as much salt as you do the mainstream media. And I think that's where I run afoul of a lot of our people is like, why do you think that's true? That's why people mm-hmm. hate Reinhold is because Reinhold just goes, yeah, but why do you believe that? Just because Steven Crowder said it doesn't mean that it's true. Yeah. I would mark this as a C minus in terms of explosive reveals. I would say his justification for releasing it 
and that it somehow proves that every school is teaching wokeness, that's an F. Because the shooter went to a PCA school. So I know there was no wokeness going on at the PCA school. Um, uh, it, uh, like, kind of weak. <laughs> but I, I'm, I appreciate that he was there and is able to, to get information out yeah. and put pressure on the governments that are trying to suppress this, put mm-hmm. pressure on the media. And, you know, that provocation I do appreciate. So, um, yeah. So, uh, also, to your point, one of the commenters says, I, my friends and I only downloaded Signal because Facebook Messenger kept blocking us trying to send the laptop story to each other. Yep. That's the first time that ever happened to me in 2020. I was, like, trying to send that to you guys, and it didn't send. Mm-hmm. And you're like, they're blocking the New York Post? Yeah. Who do you think you oh, are? Yeah, that is when you jumped in on Signal, too. Yeah, you we, jumped st- on we signal started too. a Signal because of Hunter yeah. Biden. <laughs> I forgot that's when we, you got We've never got. done a show on Hunter Biden because I didn't know what to believe. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to do a show on it if I don't actually believe it and can't give you the context, but... I'm just not going to get on there and blast out some propaganda, but it was really disturbing that all of a sudden the social media companies, you can't privately message information. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, it just shows what? like there are your private communiques on the sites aren't private. They're actively scanning. It. Yeah. So. All right. This has been a fun episode. Harry, thanks so much for picking it and for being here. Yeah. And thank you to me for being here. Um, I guess we'll be here in December. Should we do it? What should we do for the December episode? Should we have a little Christmas party? We can. I can't do it the first Saturday in December. I'm going to Chicago to do yoga. Ooh. That would be the December 2nd. I, at this point, could do the 9th. Was that the, the second, Saturday? second Saturday? Yeah. Or do I you have do. yoga commitments? I do have yoga in the afternoon, but as long as we get up before one of our noon, I'll be fine. We'll talk about it. Maybe we don't have to do... I, I've done so many interviews. <clears throat> My interviews are uh, scheduled for every Tuesday until February. Oh, nice. So I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll continue to keep doing some topical stuff to fill that in, keep talking about the news, and I'll take my end-of-year break. But uh, yeah, we, I've worked my ass off the last yeah. month and a half. I'm taking December the 1st off that Friday before yeah. I come to Chicago. Maybe we'll be back in December. Maybe we won't. Yeah. But we will be back in January no matter what mm-hmm. because we are so committed to being here on the We Are Libertarians feed at, in the Doolittle Studios once a month that it is almost 11 o'clock at night. Oh, yeah. Yes, it and is. we are here for you because we love you. And where else are you going? To, who else can you trust? You can't trust any of those other people. I know. You can only trust us. And by the way, we're going to go out of business because they're after us. So you must join our Patreon or else you won't have us anymore. Please. It's our survival. It's your survival because they will come after you. You heard Steven Crowder. This is how you will be treated if you st- stick your head up at the local school system. Mm-hmm. Even if you're saying things that aren't true, they might try to cancel you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, Atropos. The studio live shows are the best. We really enjoy doing them. It is just very hard for us all to get together. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's always the most fun to do this. It's always fun to be here with Harry. Mm-hmm. It's just not doable i was saying to, to to sean yesterday i go look you guys used to come over at seven we'd start broadcasting about seven thirty. we'd have some drinks mm-hmm. i had my living room as a studio or could have been your bedroom you guys left at 11 <laughs> my wife doesn't want any of you people in our house <laughs> she doesn't want anyone there after seven all the podcasters yeah the no, microphones so, in there so fortunately harry has two house money 
we have this place. But yeah, so we we wish we could do it more. It is more fun. I recognize that. It's just hard. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us here on We Are Libertarians. We thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. And if you learned something, please share it. Sorry, it was a bit of a mess, but I think it was still fun. All right. Thanks. We'll see you again soon.